Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayana Robinson-Dixon, and this is The Love Series. Our guests today are Shannon and Dominika Daly. The Dailies are relationship success consultants. You can find them online at livedaily.com. That's live, D-A-I-L-E-Y.com. On their website, they provide um, more information about their coaching that they offer, their books, and how to reach them directly. This couple is full of the love of Christ and wisdom. Here is my conversation with Shannon and Dominica Daly. Uh, my name is Shannon Daly. And I'm Dominica Daly. And we're, uh, we reside in Columbus, Ohio. We've been married for 27 years and counting. <laughs> and along with those 27 years, we have three beautiful children, uh, Taylor, Caleb, and Joshua Daly. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the Circle 31 podcast. We're so happy to have you. Glad to be here. I wanted to dive right into a conversation about marriage and um, knowing um, a bit about your ministry and your your, uh, mission to help people in relationships. I just wanted to know if you could share with us um, the power of the threefold cord as it relates to marriage. And I'd like to read Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse 12. It says, And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So the threefold cord, I look look at it as like a rope, so to speak. So I'm one piece, I'm one whole piece. He's one, Shannon's one whole piece, and then we have God, and we're all and we're intertwined together. So he is intertwined in every aspect of our, our life and of our marriage. I totally agree. Uh, And when you look at that, each strand is whole, like Dominica says. So when you come together in Christ and you're one whole rope, not an individual strand. Mm -hmm. And that's what marriage should represent as one whole, not individual strands. Can you compare that Christian view of marriage, the, the three strand court to what the world says marriage is? Can you give us a contrast to those two views? Boy, that may take a while. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because the world has a view of thinking individual in a marriage versus thinking whole in a marriage. For example, if a lot of the clients that we have talked with and uh, spoke to, they're looking for their significant other, their better half, their yin to their yang, so to speak. So they're looking for someone to complete them. Well, the word of God is about being completed as an individual first. So the stronger your relationship is with God, when you connect with other people, that creates that nucleus of completeness because you're already complete with God. You're not looking for someone to make you better. In the world, we find that you have to get yours, you know, take care of you, take care of home. They look at marriage almost like a destination versus a journey. So for us, the journey is to walk with God as one. And that's the contrasting difference uh, I see in uh, between the two. Oh, yeah, I would I would completely re- agree with that. It's, it is definitely more individualistic versus being looking at your oneness, because that is what really makes the marriage is the oneness that we have with God and the oneness that we have with each other. Yes, yes. 
Have you ever come in contact with believers who are trying to apply the world standards to their relationships and marriages? And if so, how do you help them? I want to say cross over to the right. right <laughs> that's a great question. And actually, that's what uh, Live Daily is founded on, is that we are focusing on believers of Christ who understand the word, but may not necessarily be doers of the word in a sense. So when you think about James 1.22, they hear it, but now putting to practice what the word says in their personal life with God and in their marriage is two different things. Mm. So we do find a lot of Christians know what the word says, but they still practice what the world says. And therefore, we're trying to get them to understand, go to God first, not the opinions of others first. Because those other opinions, if they're not founded on the word, can lead them astray. And that's why we're here, because we want to make sure we reduce the divorce statistic. Mm -hmm. And we believe a lot of marriages end in divorce because of emotional input or decisions that wasn't made on biblical principles. Mm. Do you find that the divorce rate, is it about the same as it is outside of the body of Christ or is the divorce rate within the body slightly higher or lower? It's kind of interesting because I, I did a little bit of research on that. And to be honest, it's about the same. Mm -hmm. the, the world and the church divorce rate is about the same. And so what I found is that 50% of first marriages end in divorce, 67% uh, of second marriages end in divorce, and then third is even higher, like I think it's like 74% or something right. like that. Yep, so the we're trying to reduce that trend, really. Like we want, mm -hmm. you know, if it's your first, second, or third marriage, we want to reduce that trend because- marriage is a representation of Christ and the church, you know, so we want to make sure that we're helping those believers in Christ to actually walk that out. You mentioned just now the representation of Christ and the church. When you are talking with, with couples uh, who come to you for uh, guidance, direction, how are you able to relay that idea of that relationship between Christ and the church and a couple that you're that you're helping? So one of the ways that we do that, we always start. It, yeah, it's a really good question, mm -hmm. right? Uh, one of the things, because most times, I think sometimes we like we don't really actually think about what a marriage looks like according to God's design. Yes. And so I always like to take them back to Genesis yeah. to the very beginning yep. before the fall so they can see what that actually looked like. So that this is your model, Genesis 1, who says that we were made in God's image and according to his likeness. That's right. We were made to rule together. Yes. We were created to have dominion in the earth and that we were doing it as one, yes. right? And so we always make sure that we're painting that picture for them first so that they can see this is the model. This is what it's supposed to look like. And then we give them like tests along the way to kind of help them actually walk that out. So like, for example, one of the tests that we give couples is the first, uh, first, uh, first Corinthians 13 love check. Like, are you being patient? Mm -hmm. Are you being kind? Like these are things that you can 
Are you keeping record of wrongs? Yes. Then that's how you know that you're not walking that's in right. love. And that's so right. then you can make adjustments from that point of from that point. Wow, that was great. <laughs> I want to shift gears for just a second. Okay. And have you address our single listeners, our people who are single? Okay. Um, because I know there are those listening who they desire to have a relationship, they're believing God, they're praying for a relationship. What would you say would be some red flags to look for for a single person when they're getting to know someone and trying to pray and seek God about is this someone I should pursue further um, in terms of wanting to wanting a, a relationship or is this someone I should keep in the friend zone or is this someone I should make I should like disappear like you know <laughs> I, I oh no we were at the end. <laughs> so here's how I look at it especially uh, being a male um, number one, don't be led with your emotions, be led by the spirit. Okay. A lot of uh soul ties and bad relationships can be spawned out of how you feel versus what God is saying about that person. Because oh, it's been a while since I've been in, you know, on a date. It's it's been I'm getting older and I'm getting younger, life is getting past me. So someone saw interest in me, and you feel like you have to jump all over it as if that was like your last opportunity to take this joy ride in life. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you start to operate out of yourself versus out of God's promise. Because God is very specific about certain things. Like he says, uh, he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, the deeper your relationship is with God, those desires start to reveal itself. So he will never deny his word for you because you're one with the Father. So when we start to uh, look at what we can do versus what the word can do, that's the caution flag. So if I'm getting a little ahead of myself or I don't know, or I'm, I'm not sure, let me call a friend. Whoa, let's call the word. Mm -hmm. Let me call the word into this situation, into this relationship to see, okay, God, is this what you would have for me? And if you're trying to get ahead of God, then I would say pause. Because God is gentle, God is patient, God is definitely kind. And he will definitely show you the right relationship to be with. Yeah. And one of, I, I guess one of the other things is like, we try to tell them not to get entangled, yes. like um, doing those things that would cause them to be emotionally attached yes. and physically attached so that you can, so that they can be discerning and can see what red flags are coming up, whether to, yeah, I think I need to run because this person seems very, you <laughs> <Quickly>. know, <laughs> controlling and really dominating you yes. know so it's like yes. it's this so it's just making sure that you're actually getting to know the person yeah. and you know keep them in the friend zone like just be friends and get to know them yeah and over time you'll begin to see whether it is if this is something that you want to continue to go and move further in but that's the danger of this world the world will say if you don't if you try before you buy it, you want to make sure you hang on to that receipt because if it doesn't work out, go to the next one. So we start in the church doing the exact same thing. Before we become friends, well, let me have this night with this person to see if things are right. Uh, make sure the intimacy is right. So this way we can see if we have something. If we have chemistry, all these things. And oh my goodness. Th those are all just, you know, emotional, physical type things. Yes. 
and it just kind of removes God out of the equation. Or it's hard to hear from it's, God and it's hard to hear. To yes. emotions and not hearing the word of God. Yes. And therefore you feel like, well, I'm too far in now. I got to keep this going. Even though I don't want to be with this person, I, I'm, I'm involved. Mm -hmm. I know their family. I know their kids. They know me. They know everything about me. So I have no choice. You have a Always choice. Always have a choice. Yes. Always have By trusting choice. what the word says first. Mm -hmm. Wow, guys. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> I want to get back to uh, Christian couples again. Okay. What would you say would be some distractions or pitfalls that Christian couples or couples should be aware of in their marriage? What are some things that couples should look out for? Yeah, we were we were talking about that. Yeah. We were saying like literally anything could be a distraction and a pitfall. Like yeah. literally just think about how much distraction there is yeah. these days. Social media, Social. Uh -huh. television, sports. sports, desires for things, money, all those things can be a distraction. So it really depends on the couple what it is that is that can easily like lead them astray. Yes. But one of the things that for I I I would speak for me is one of the dangers that I found for our relationship is that I put him in the place of God at some point in our relationship. And so I would say for me, the biggest pitfall was expecting, I was expecting Shannon to do for me what God, I was putting him in the place of God. Right. And so by that, by me doing that, I put a lot of pressure on him, mm -hmm. things that he wasn't designed to carry. Right. And so the Lord literally had to arrest my attention. And so for me, I think as the wife, sometimes we can put undue pressure on our spouse by expecting them to do something that only God was designed to do. And let me tell you, it was good news when she got that message. <laughs> I was working three or four jobs. <laughs> like, okay, bless thee guys, so I can bless her. <laughs> but my goodness, we had a paradigm shift in the spirit because we realized my job was not to be the source. God is the source. Yes. So whether that resource comes through me or through other situations or opportunity, we're trusting God, both of us as a union, as one. But when we put pressure on us to be the fixer and the doer and this and this. The provider. The, yeah. Yeah. The healer. Then... Uh, it just caused a lot of conflict and a lot of friction when when I did that. And so I God was like, he's not your provider. I am. You come to me. Yeah. And so so my prayer changed. And instead of going to him saying, oh, we need this and this. I'm oh, like, yeah. God, oh, yeah, <laughs> we're dealing with this. We need this. And, and allow God to intervene how he wanted to intervene. So that was a big one for me. Yeah, because here's the thing I have to say as a, uh, a to wrap this part up. Happy wife, happy life. Oh, come on now. No, listen, 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 listen. If the man is stressed out, tired, broke down, trying to make her happy, and you're one in Christ, you're not happy. You're not happy. Yeah, at good point. You're not happy you're not because happy. she sees that you're fractured, you're hurt, you're depleted. You just at a loss of words. You go to church, praise the Lord. You don't even want to say it because you don't know if you can praise the Lord because you're so wiped out because of the mandate that's on your life. So when we learned to trust God for everything, we were both happy and that makes the wife happy. <laughs> mm, that's really good. Now, I know I can get some blowback on that one. <laughs> no, but that's a good point. No, I mean, 
I'm just confession. I mean, of course, I've you know, I've been known to say that before. I repent right now, Lord. Oh. <laughs> Shut your hands, everybody. Shut your hands. <laughs> but that is so true because I never thought about it from that perspective. You know, the wife happy, the husband miserable. That's not really God's not, design. That's not God's design. That's not God's design at all. And we're one. So if he's unhappy, guess what? I'm unhappy too. Like, right. so it's, we're one. Yeah. And I think that's what people don't realize that how, how we're doing and especially like how we're doing it does affect our spouse yeah yes. and whether it's good or bad yep. so absolutely because we're one that's so true can you give um our married couples listening some keys or some tips to maintain a healthy marriage keys or tips oh yeah <laughs> You have what? 10. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just going to do one. I'm just going to do one. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm a big fan of um, Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 talks about trusting in the Lord with all your heart and lay not to your own understanding. So one of the coined terms that we use in our marriage is to pray it before you say it. Because sometimes I want to say something in response to what she's saying to me, but I probably need to go to the father first to discern if that's something that necessarily need to be shared, or I just need to give it to God and surrender that thing. And boy, has that changed a lot in our relationship because I, just because you think it is not necessary to share it, <laughs> but give it to God. <laughs> and then he will instruct you on what to do or say with that thought. If anything. If right. anything. If right. anything at all. And that's the key point, y'all. If anything. Yeah. If you need to say it, then so. But trust God with it. Yeah. And for me, one of the biggest tips that help, has helped me so that we like to squash us having arguments, if I can touch him, if I can talk to him, if I can physically see him, then he's not my enemy. Exactly. Because in Ephesians 6, it talks about that we wrestle not against flesh right. and blood. Yeah. And yeah. so once I realized that, oh, okay, so this is a spiritual battle. It really isn't. He's not my enemy. Yes. Because we do have an enemy and he wants, and his whole job is to kill, steal, and destroy. Absolutely. And especially because marriages represents Christ and the church. Yes. And he's after the church. So I have to recognize when the enemy is trying to come in between us and not look at look at Shannon as my enemy. So if I if I can hug him, if I can touch him, then he's not my enemy. And even that, when I'm tripping out. Even when he's tripping out. <laughs> exactly. I can just feel a whole lot of people getting free off of that right now. Yeah, I'm telling, <laughs> I mean, really, that is such a great way to look at that scripture. If I can see you and touch you. Mm -hmm. You're not my enemy because we're fighting. Absolutely. We're not fighting against that. Is that's profound. I love that. Okay, do you guys have any? Either one of you. Oh, before the final thoughts, there's a book. You you guys have a book. We do. We have a couple actually. Okay, please tell <clears throat> us about them. This one here is based on uh -huh. marriage, and this is called "Now That You're Married." So yeah. this is a book that we wrote that has um, biblical principles that talks about your marriage walk mm -hmm. uh, from the Word. And our whole thing is that we're all about what does it look like to be married by the spirit? 
or be in a relationship. Be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So walking in the spirit when it comes to your relationship. And then we also did another book called Now That You're Dating, which talks about individuals who are in that dating space or engaged possibly, and they want to understand biblical principles in that dating walk as well by the spirit. Mm -hmm. So we wrote these two workbooks to really just kind of demonstrate what love looks like in those spaces. That is wonderful. And where can our um, listeners get those books? Yes, they can actually go to our website directly at livedaily.com. And that's live, like live every day, and our last name daily, D-A-I-L-E-Y, at .com. And I'd like both of you to please share any final thoughts um, that you'd like to leave our, our listeners with, please. You can go first. Well, first and foremost, <laughs> thank you for having us on. This is just a wonderful thing for the body of Christ to strengthen and heal and grow together. So it's just amazing what you're doing. Uh, I love what I've been watching as far as Circle 31, some of the podcasts that you had on prior to us. It's just amazing content. So it's just great that you're reaching to the depths to bring strength, to bring peace, to bring the love of God into those spaces. So I just pray that the listeners that are listening definitely will tune in and take what they hear seriously, but more importantly, walk Put it, it into practice. Put it into practice. Yes, 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 yes. So one of the, I guess, I, I'd like to leave um, uh, the scripture that I've kind of been meditating on for the past maybe two or three weeks. In Hebrews, it talks about taking heed to the things that we have heard lest we drift away. Man. And that, so one of the challenges is the drifting away when yeah. we don't take heed to what we have heard and what we have learned. Wow. wow. And so it's human nature for us, like when we're having conflict or we're not communicating and we're not understanding each other, it's human nature for us to like repel and want to like, distance ourselves from each other but crazy. that is the that is the at the very time where we need to lean in into lean into each other and yeah. lean into the word because yeah. that's how we grow that's how we mature yes and so i would just say that if you're having conflict or you're, you know lack of communication whatever it is take heed to what you have learned so that you don't drift away from the word because the word is our rock. It is our foundation and it is what we feed on. Yes. And that's what gives us life. And that's what gives our marriage life. And so. reduce the divorce statistics. Exactly. <laughs> Shannon and Dominica, this, uh, this time went by way too quickly. This was such a blessing. And I know our listeners have um, received so much from you guys, from you both. And I just pray that God will continue to strengthen you, to use you and broaden your reach so that you too, God can use you too to impact the lives of people who desire um, to um, live lives that are pleasing to God and to honor God in their marriages and their relationships. And even those who are have no idea that they need God, I pray that God will just expand and extend your reach. Thank you so much for being my guest today on the Circle 31 yeah, thank you so much for having us. This has thank been a pleasure. You. It was so wonderful meeting you. Likewise. Absolutely. That concludes today's episode of The Love Series. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired. Visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to sign up to receive podcast updates. And as a thank you for signing up, 
you will receive the 28-day Love Series Devotional Guide. Check out our YouTube channel for the Love Series Playlist. It's a collection of our guests' favorite songs. You can find us on YouTube at Circle 31 Women's M-I-N. That's Circle 31 W-O-M-E-N-S-M-I-N. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.